0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on Wednesday, the 14th of February. And, of course, you know what that means. It is Ash Wednesday. That's right. Ash Wednesday today. First day of Lent. And uh, I saw a couple of uh, uh, big crowds as I was... uh, Uh, coming to work uh, this Wednesday morning at uh, a couple of uh, area churches, and uh, that's a great thing, Ash Wednesday, uh, of course, first day of Lent. Uh, It's also uh, International Book-Giving Day, so if you want to give somebody a book, this would be the appropriate day to do it. International Quirky Alone Day. Some people are more quirky when they're alone uh, than than, they're— you know, the times they're with other people, you know, maybe you dance a little crazier in your living room or wherever you might want to dance. If, if you think nobody's watching, uh, it's library lovers day. It's a national cream filled chocolate day, national Ferris wheel day, national organ donor day, read to your child day. And, uh, Oh yeah. It is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to to one and all. You know, every year Americans spend more than 20 billion dollars. Certainly a lot less than they uh, bet on the Super Bowl, that's for sure. But Americans spend more than 20 billion dollars on uh, Valentine's Day gifts, cards, romantic dinners, and more. So it's safe to say that uh, love comes with a cost, and for some people, more than others. But uh, what's a holiday about love without treating your significant other to uh, something uh, very, very special? According to uh, a recent survey conducted by a company called Bankrate, men and women have pretty different Valentine's Day spending habits and expectations. It turns out that men tend to expect their partner to spend around $211 on them. For val- Really? Guys, you expect somebody to spend $211 on you for Valentine's Day? I think those expectations... Are pretty high myself, two hundred eleven bucks. Hmm. While the average man is planning to shell out about three hundred and thirty-nine dollars for their partner, that seems pretty extravagant to me as well. These are high-priced Valentine's Day people, and uh, what about the ladies? Well, uh, women expect to be treated to about $154 worth of Valentine's Day treats, but only end up spending about $64 for their significant other. So uh, there you go. A stat from another Valentine's Day spending survey from WalletHub uh, says this. Women are 33% more likely than men to spend nothing on Valentine's Day. Women... 33% 33% more likely than men to spend nothing on Valentine's Day, while men are twice as likely likely to spend over $100. So, uh, there you go. What, what interests people most when they are shopping for Valentine's Day gifts and treasures? The number one thing that uh, I guess people, uh, men and women, look for when they're shopping for Valentine's Day gifts are product discounts. 55% of those responding to a survey said, uh, if something is discounted, I'll take it. I'll take it. If there's a a discount, I'll take advantage of it. Uh, The next in line is special expedited shipping. So if your Valentine's gift gets there quick, That's the one you'll pick, expedited shipping. Uh, Another uh, item that people are looking for is better return policies. Yes, I'm sure there have been many Valentine's gifts purchased over the years that, uh, you know, your significant other, male or female, might not have particularly liked. So return policies, I guess, are very important. Another important factor. Never even thought about this. Really, uh, free samples with a purchase. Free samples with a purchase. And here's the here's the big one for me. That's on this list. This is the big one for me. Uh, of of all the uh, the things they have listed, this is the big one. Complimentary gift wrapping. That's what I look for. Complimentary gift wrapping. That is the most important thing for me on that list. It's number five among the people who took the survey, but it would certainly be uh, number one with a bullet for me (laughs) because I am not a good rapper in one way or the other. So that would be my, my top concern is compliment. I'd even pay for it. It doesn't even have to be complimentary. I'd pay for it. But complimentary is nice. So I would uh I would say that was number one on my list. If you have any Valentine's Day thoughts, views, ideas, opinions, uh, you can give us a call. Six oh three two two four fourteen fifty is the number to call. And uh, you know, this has, has something, I guess, to do with Valentine's Day. It's uh It's the fact that uh, there are a lot of scammers out there, and uh, one of them is a guy by the name of Ian Freeman, prominent libertarian activist from Keene. And he was sentenced to serve eight years in federal prison after being found guilty of operating a cryptocurrency exchange business that catered to romance scam fraudsters. And he will have to repay three and a half million dollars to twenty nine victims. So uh, there you go. Ian Freeman will will not be a free man uh, either. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Joseph LaPlante ordered freedom uh, Freeman, I should say, who also hosted a radio talk show. You know, you got to look out for these people. Uh, who, uh you know have a radio talk show you, you just uh you just can't trust trust them and uh, freeman one of them uh and he has to make payments after a jury found him guilty and uh of uh, fraud in december of 2022 now there's a lot of fraud going on and uh you know a lot of scam phone calls, scam emails, scam text messages uh, that you have to be aware of uh, every day. And uh, he dealt not only in uh, cryptocurrency fraud, but he uh, dealt in romance fraud as well as he uh, met a number of uh, different uh, ladies online and swindled them out of lots of money apparently and uh I know of a uh, of a woman that uh, uh was swindled not in you know recently I don't believe it was by this gentleman uh but uh, and lost a considerable amount of money due to an online romance so you've got to be careful there are so many scams uh out there and uh you've just got to be you know if uh if the behavior seems to be a little bit shady and the moment that anybody asks starts asking for money uh that's going to be a real red flag so at, at any rate uh uh, Ian Freeman's uh, money laundering business caused many vulnerable people unnecessary anguish. That, according to U.S. Attorney for New Hampshire Jane Young, nothing will ever take away the pain he caused these victims. But I am grateful that the dedicated prosecution team on this case case was able to make many of them financially whole. That's according to U.S. Attorney. Uh, Jane Young, she noted that it is rare for victims of romance scams to be made whole due to the anonymous and often international reach of the operations, which often target older people and convince them to send money or other assets. The moment that anyone you encounter online... Or in some type of scam, a phone scam, or whatever it might be, whenever you encounter them, and they're looking for money, then you know there's trouble with a capital T in River City. No doubt about that. Uh, Andrew is signaling to me. Do we have to take a break, uh, Andrew? Yeah, we got proceedings. Gotta, you
1: gotta pay some bills. We
0: do. We do. We have uh, monumental bills here at WKXL, and we have to do our part to pay for them right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. It's Kale and Company live on Valentine's Day, and we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. We're back. Oh, okay. There you go. We were having uh, folks, if, if you uh, have not uh, gathered it by now, we, uh, we're having some technical issues today, but it's all right. We'll handle it. Uh, the coffee is made, so everything is okay with the world. And uh, Andrew and, uh, and Kat are working on it behind the scenes, and uh, you don't hear the usual bumper music this morning, but it's, it's okay. We're just here to have a nice chat with you. Uh, yesterday, uh, by the way, and, by, and by the way, before I continue with my thought, we are going to have a, a famous uh, WKXL alum in our studio before this show is over today. Before this show comes to an end, uh, we will have a famous WKXL alum visit our studio. Well, yesterday, huge, huge news day. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was impeached by the House of Representatives. Doesn't happen very often. Cabinet Secretary has not been impeached by the U.S. Congress since 1876. The uh, office of uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Mayorkas' impeachment trial will begin later this month. He will, uh, I'm certain, not be impeached by the Senate. Schumer's office said in a statement, the House impeachment managers will present the articles of impeachment to the Senate following the uh, state work period. Senators will be sworn in as jurors in the trial the next day. Uh, Senate President Pro Tem Patty Murray will preside. Uh, Tuesday evening's vote marked the House Republicans' second attempt at impeaching Mayorkas. GOP lawmakers targeted the Biden official over the ongoing migrant crisis at the uh, U.S. southern border, accusing him of deliberately flaunting existing immigration law and worsening the situation. Uh, The vote was close. It was as razor-thin a margin as you can possibly get. Final vote was two fourteen to two thirteen. 13 uh, Mayorkas narrowly escaped impeachment last week when every single House Democrat showed up to shield him, including Representative Al Green. Representative Al Green, not the Reverend uh, Al Green, not the singer. Uh, Representative Al Green is a Democrat from Texas, who temporarily left the hospital where he was recovering from surgery to cast his vote. Three Republicans also uh, voted down the effort, Representatives uh, Mike Gallagher, uh, Ken Buck, and Tom McClintock. Each criticized uh, Mayorkas' handling of the border, but had reservations over whether it rose to the level of impeachment. I mean, it doesn't mean anything anyway. I, I mean, it's historic and all that, but... Mayorkas is going nowhere uh, because the Senate will not impeach him. McClendrick warned it uh, could set a precedent for political impeachments that could harm GOP officials in the future. I think the precedent was set. This is impeachment stuff, uh, which, you know, Donald Trump was impeached twice. Bill Clinton was impeached but neither one wound up leaving office as a result of that. Uh, but I think really, I mean, the Democrats, I think the, the moment that Donald Trump in what would it have been 2015 came down that escalator at Trump Tower to announce that he was going to run for president, the, the Democrats already had him impeached. They were going to impeach him already the moment he announced his, his candidacy. They wanted to get him. They wanted to get him bad, and they still do. They still do. Uh, but we'll see how that that works out. But he was impeached twice. Uh, Donald Trump was, and I think you can you know blame probably most of all a lot of most of the blame goes to Nancy Pelosi. I think she was like the leader of the gang. She uh, tore up Donald Trump's uh, State of the Union speech. Remember that great moment in history when. Nancy Pelosi ripped up the State of the Union speech by Donald Trump. Can you imagine? I I mean, can you imagine, folks, if it was reversed, if it was a, a Democrat president giving the State of the Union and the Republican Speaker of the House behind the president ripped up the script? You'd never hear the end of it. You would never hear the end of it. But. It was the other way around. It was a Democrat ripping up a Republican speech. So that's fair game. That's fair game. I mean, that, that's okay. That, that's okay. So the uh, impeachment articles were approved against Mayorkas by the House Homeland Security Committee. One accused him of having refused to comply with federal immigration laws. That's true. Uh, I mean, there are federal immigration laws on the books. Hard to believe these days, but there are. And if you just go by the laws, uh, then we would not have the incredible crisis we have right now. And uh, the other accusation was that uh, he violated uh, public trust. The Department of Homeland Security uh, criticized House Republicans for holding a second Mayorkas impeachment vote on Tuesday, citing comments by GOP lawmakers who have called the effort a waste of time, which in, in all reality, it probably is because he's no, not going anywhere. Uh, he will still remain the uh, the guy in charge of the border. Him and Kamala Harris, you know you're in good hands with those two. <laughs> it's, it, it's unbelievable, the shield that the Democrats have. It, it really and truly, I, I shake my head numerous times every day knowing the shield they have from the media. And, you know, it's really nothing new. It's, it's really uh, nothing new. It, it didn't start with the Trump administration. It started long ago, long ago uh, in, in the news media. Uh, here's another one that the mainstream media uh, won't report. Uh, Joe Biden, this is, uh, this is uh, believe it or not, I'm reading from uh, Fox News here. Uh, Joe Biden... Enabled his son Hunter to sell access to the United States' most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party, Russia, and more. The first son's ex business associate, Tony Bobolinsky, uh, testified on Tuesday in that regard. Bobolinsky uh, worked with Hunter Biden to create the joint venture Sinohawk Holdings with Chinese energy company CEFC and said he met with Joe Biden in 2017 and testified behind closed doors at the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees on Tuesday. And uh, Bobulinski testified that he had direct personal experience and it was clear that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. His family's foreign influence peddling operation from China to Ukraine and elsewhere sold out to foreign actors who were seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government, In, uh, according to uh, Mr. Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky, who is a, a uh, decorated former uh, military guy. Uh, He said Joe Biden was more of a participant in and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability. The only reason any of these international business transactions took place was tens of millions of dollars flowing directly to the Biden family. And it was because Joe Biden was in high office. I mean, he's vice president. Uh, at the time, the Biden family business was Joe Biden period, according to uh, Bobolinsky but uh, i don't think this 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 is not going to make headlines in in many places. I mean Fox News is reporting it, Newsmax will uh, report it, but uh, there 'll be silence, silence and uh, on all the other. Uh, major networks certainly all the uh, all the over the air networks that is for sure oh boy I like that I like that little little smooth jazz on uh, Valentine's Day little finger snapping smooth jazz oh yeah who cares about the the woes we face in this society when you have music like this oh I like this can we keep this I hope this isn't just an emergency bumper. We're just going to use this for our bumper today. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's very romantic. I want to get up here and dance in the studio. Wow. I don't have a partner in here to dance with, but it's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. All right. That means we have to take a break. I'm, I'm getting into it right now. We'll be right back. It's Kale and Company Live, WKXL, NHtalkradio.com, presented by... Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of bumper music we should have every day here on the program. We're happy to have it on Valentine's Day And according to that forecast This is a a very, very good day To snuggle with your sweetie Because it's chilly out there It's windy Bone-chilling cold on this Valentine's Day 2024 And the bumper music was never, never better Here on uh, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at uh, deltadentalcoversme.com. Sometimes, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. You know, we we are uh, kind of uh, in a dilemma here today from a technical standpoint. Uh, I, I'm always in a, in a dilemma from a technical standpoint. In, in personally, uh, not here at WKXL, but just in you know working with computers and phones and whatever. You know, I'm old, uh, and we all are a little technically challenged these days. But man, we have to think about that. The music that uh, Andrew's playing from the other room. We have to think about that for bumper music on a regular basis here on WKXL. That's that's terrific stuff. I think that that alone, just the bumper music, would get people to tune in. We have to think about that. Uh, I'm serious. Uh, Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu asking state lawmakers for the money to send more National Guard troops to the southern border. Sununu recently returned from a trip to the Texas border and said he saw for himself why he believes more resources are needed there. It's pretty evident to Everyone, most everyone anyway. Uh, The governor sent a letter Tuesday to the fiscal committee asking it to approve more funding so the state can send active duty troops to the southern border. He's asking for about $850,000, which would allow 15 members of the National Guard to be sent to Eagle Pass, Texas, for up to 90 days. Sununu said what he saw... Uh, during his trip to the border earlier this month, was alarming. He said that even though the southern border is thousands of miles away, the issue is still impacting people in New Hampshire. And that is true. And uh, the issue on the northern border is getting worse by the day as well. Sununu said it's important that everyone understands this is a 50-state issue. This is a New Hampshire-based issue. We feel it every day here, and we're just trying to step up to our partners and show that uh, we have some solidarity here to make sure that we're pushing back and keeping our citizens safe, end quote from Governor Chris Sununu. And um, I I think it would be a good move. Uh, You know, the more security we have at the southern border and the northern border, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, things weren't this way during our our previous administration, but uh, they rapidly deteriorated. uh, Certainly after uh, the gentleman who's in the uh, in the Oval Office now uh, took over from the day he took over. Things have gone haywire and they've uh, uh, well, we, we won't get into it right now. It's Valentine's Day. We should be thinking uh, pleasant thoughts. Not everybody agrees, however, that state money should be sent to the border. State Representative Mary Jane Walner, a Democrat from Concord, is on the fiscal committee, and she said this is a federal issue. She said using New Hampshire money seems very inappropriate at this point, and I just think New Hampshire can't afford to be dealing with a problem that is is 3,000 miles away. No, it's like 30 feet away. Mary Jane, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You haven't heard about people dying from fentanyl overdoses? That, that's coming in fast and furious over the southern border, Mary Jane. This issue is not 3,000 miles away. It's in our backyard. Mm. Wallner says she expects the fiscal committee to take up the issue on Friday. So there you go. Anybody thinks that it's, you know, the issue is 3,000 miles away, uh, you are smoking something pretty serious. And speaking to that, some lawmakers in Concord are comparing it to the movie Groundhog Day, saying that when it comes to marijuana legalization in New Hampshire, they're hung up on the same issues over and over and over again. But uh, that hasn't stopped them from... <clears throat> rolling out a new bill to legalize cannabis that they hope can pass the House and Senate. According to uh, State Representative uh, Anita Burroughs, a Democrat from Glen. I quote here, this is our window to get this done. And while it's not 100% of what anybody wants, we're taking a crapshoot if we don't pass it this year. We don't know who's coming into the governor's office. Uh, the latest plan has uh, received an initial okay from a House subcommittee. It would legalize marijuana based on the governor's preferred franchise model, which is the Liquor Commission overseeing 15 stores statewide. Public use of cannabis and how to deal with repeat offenders there has been a sticking point. The new legislation provides for criminal penalties only after the third offense in five years. While multiple uh, legalization bills have passed the House, there is still opposition to state control. Uh, Lily Walsh, a representative, uh, Republican from Hampstead, said, by having the state run it, it essentially makes the state into a drug dealer. Well, you know, they already are, right? I mean, they already uh, deal in uh, alcohol. The state runs the, uh, the state booze business. And uh, other lawmakers who were once staunch opponents of legalization are now on board. Uh, A representative from Derry said, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I've seen what happened back in the day when guys would get stoned at night, go out on patrol the next day, and wind up with a bullet in their head. If that doesn't scare the living crap out of you, nothing does. But I've changed. Said uh, John Petuchek of uh, Derry, a Republican. Representatives and senators have been fighting the same cannabis fights for some time. Uh, Many of them said they're at the point of wanting to move something forward, even if they don't fully agree with it, to get to the next step in the legalization process. Representative John Hunt from Ringe said, we are so far away from where we actually uh, are going to be selling marijuana in the state of New Hampshire, I want to get the ball rolling, he said. So there you go. I mean, it's in every state legalized. I don't say that makes it right, but it's in every other state that that is around us. You go to just over the border right after you cross into uh, Massachusetts from New Hampshire, you see big signs for cannabis outlets and marijuana shops and, and what have you listen i don't i don't think it's right but you know it, you know just because everybody else is doing it doesn't make it right but we'll get in on the action uh, sooner or later uh, by the way yesterday in hanover the concord high crimson tide boys hockey team finally lost a game 4 to 1 to the hanover bears so the Tide no longer undefeated. They're 11-1 and 1 right now. But they get a chance to uh, return to the winning track tonight at 5.30 when they take on Exeter at the uh, Everett Arena. And uh, before that, uh, you can see a girls hockey game. Concord will be hosting Manchester Central Memorial West at uh, 3.30. So a doubleheader today uh, at the Everett Arena beginning at uh, 3.30. Now, as I promised, earlier in the broadcast today, we have a very famous WKXL alum that has entered our studio, our plush, but not only ostentatious Reddington Road studios here at WKXL. I will you know, it's a cliffhanger. I don't want to mention his name because we would have thousands of people coming here to Reddington Road, and, and we don't have any any enforcements here to, uh, to hold them back. So I, I won't mention his name until after the break. Andrew, do you have any of that, uh, that great bumper music? Oh, boy. You know what? People would tune in. I'm, I'm serious about this, Andrew. Don't you think? This is such great stuff. Where did you come up with this? Uh, that would be our general manager, Cat. Well, sent Kat. This in. Congratulations, Cat! Wow, that is great. We'll have to think about keeping this on a regular basis. <laughs> really? You know, sometimes you know things like that happen. You know, you have to uh, you have to make do, but sometimes uh, you know you come up with something better as a result. But this is terrific. A little smooth jazz on a Valentine's Day morning. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll get back and introduce our mystery guest, a famous WKXL alum in the house right after these words. Kale & Company continues on WKXLNHtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we will be right back. we got to keep this music, this smooth jazz. People would fall in love with this. In the morning. They really would. It's Cale & Company live right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And someone who uh, graced the WKXL airwaves long before I did is the gentleman sitting across from me right now. It is Dan Colgan. Dan, good morning to you. Good morning, Ken Kale. Uh, it is great to see you. I haven't seen you in in quite some time. Yes, we uh, used
1: to work together at another station. Yes,
0: we did. Yes, we did. Many, many moons ago. Right. And uh, Dan is a WKXL alum, as, as I mentioned. What was your uh, your time span here at, at WKXL? Well, let's
1: see. Marconi. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, a little after that.
1: <laughs> i started here actually i started in high school um i hung out here i wanted to be in radio this was the local radio station so um i was a pain in the neck until they uh, brought me in actually in high school i did a uh, little weekly thing uh they called it um oh god observations on concord high school okay each week i got about five minutes it was all pre-recorded i would you know talk about what's going on in the high school and interview someone be it a sports person or you know the principal or something like that to talk about that and um you know I got bitten by the radio bug at an early age, and this is what I wanted to do. So what happened after high school? Um, they had an opening, a part-time opening. It was Saturday night, back when everything was live, back in those days. Yeah, there right. was No automation or computers right. running things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, that was a good thing. It was, yeah. The way you look at it, <laughs> I guess it how, how you look at it. But anyway, I would do uh, like six to. Uh, we signed off at 11:30 after final report. Yeah. And uh, I would come in and, and do the radio show. I started right after high school. Ended up going to college um, for two years down in Boston, and I would come home weekends and still work Saturday night, come home Saturday and go back to school on Sunday, and it turned out to be a great opportunity. Um, I got a full-time job at a station up in White River Junction shortly after I left college, and uh, I stayed there for a couple of months. Then they had a full-time opening here that they offered to me, and that's when it started back in 1975, and I was here till 1981.
0: And, and the rest, as they say, is history. And uh, Dan Colgan, who is much younger than I am, folks, much younger, is already retired. Semi-retired. Semi-retired. Yes. Semi-retired. S- yes, indeed. Oh, and uh, and here I am, still slaving over a hot microphone every morning here at WKXL. But it's I in would, your blood. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. There you go. And boy, especially if you have that smooth jazz music. You know, we're having some computer issues today, and uh, we don't have our regular bumper music, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's fine, bumper music. But the music they are choosing today is just extraordinary. Well, maybe you ought to
1: incorporate that once uh, things are up and running.
0: I, I think we should. I, I really I really believe that. So uh, Dan sent over a picture uh, several weeks ago of a uh, WKXL crew that was assembled here. What Circa what year would that be? That would be, be
1: um, I believe, like 1976. Uh, The station celebrating an anniversary. I think it was around our 30th anniversary at the time. And um, we all gathered for a picture. That was the staff. You you know, you look at the staff on this, I forget, it looks like there were about 12 people on the steps there, you know, compared to how radio is today, you know, with automation and everything, you can get by with a much smaller staff, voice tracking and things like that. But this was back in the day when radio was live. You had a live person in studio, um, you know, from sign on to sign off sure um, Back in those days, too, WKXL was very active locally as far as news coverage. Back in those days, we were the only show in town. Now, you know, there are different other stations around the area. Between WKXL and the Concord Monitor, basically, we were the only news source. You didn't have the internet um, and things like that. So if you wanted local news, WKXL was the place to go. They would cover the monthly city council meeting live, the school board meeting, and they were very active in high school sports. Oh, yes. Um, Concord High Mm -hmm. School, Bishop Beatty, Pembroke, Academy Merrimack Valley, they would cover uh, football, basketball, hockey, and things like that. We had some great people at the time that did play-by-play, and a great news department as well. Oh, there's no doubt
0: about that. And when I worked at uh, at other stations, I was always uh, rather envious of WKXL because, in fact, they did cover the local sports scene mm-hmm. uh, better than anyone. And, uh, you know, Jim Rivers had a lot to do with that. I see yeah. Jim here with a, a wonderful beard. Yeah, Jim That's, Janot. Yeah, Jim Janot
1: was terrific as well. Uh, Dick, Dick Osborne, Osborne who did yeah. high, he did uh, on, on to uh, UNH hockey. Yes, he did, yeah. Um, yeah. Gardner Hill did some play-by-play oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and things like that. Yeah, um, Don Dunkley. Don, Don Dunkley yeah, did, yeah. did color and things yeah. like that. So it was very active back in those it days. It
0: really and truly was We hope someday to get it back uh, to that uh,
1: again. Well, I would uh, like to see that turnaround. I mean, you know, nowadays, most radio stations are corporately owned. Yep. This is a standalone locally owned that radio station serving the community, which is very rare these days. It's, an, it's a fight, an uphill battle, but, you know, you look back in the old days and- it served a big purpose.
0: No, it, it, it certainly did. I mean, uh, KXL has has been uh, such a gem in the community for uh, so many years. We want to keep it that way. And, uh, you know, it, like you say, it's it's independently owned and operated. We don't have to uh, go to a, a big corporation to make decisions. Stockholders, you don't have to answer right. them. Like, uh, even something as simple, uh, seriously, like uh, bumper music, simple thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're having some... Computer issues today, but we can make the decision and just play other bumper music. We exactly. don't have to ask anybody for permission to do that. Yeah,
1: it's not a yeah. cookie cutter approach like a lot of the big corporate stations are. Right. Their announcers, some of the announcers, you know, they, uh, what is called voice tracking, they pre record their yeah. show and they're halfway across the country. They're not oh, in, sure. in the market, you know, that, e- exactly. that the station is.
0: E- exactly. That's exactly right. And that's why we want to keep WKXL as local as possible as it has been since 1946. Right. And uh, they've done a terrific job historically, and we want to keep that uh, tradition going here. Some great radio legends. And, uh, you know, there was... Hats some, off to uh, Gordon Humphrey for keeping it that yeah, way. His exactly, vision. exactly. And uh, he is the owner right now. And has been for quite some time and uh, really has kept it local. I mean, obviously, there has to be temptations to just, you know, uh, put it on the bird and let it fly. Uh, satellite, I mean, and, and, you know, we do our, our share of that, too. But you want to keep it uh, as local as, as you possibly can. I mean, there used to be some classic shows on WKXL. You came into the Swap, the shop. swap let me, shop. Let me talk yes. about Swap Shop. Yes, that please. Was,
1: that was something. It was a, a daily show, I think, Monday through Saturday in the morning after coffee chat um, with Gardner Hill. And um, it was where we would take um, live phone calls yep. from people buying or trying to sell something. yeah you yeah. would sit in the control room right next door to us you would answer the phone, scribble down you know right what, what, right. The, what the caller was saying yeah. it was on a delay and uh, you know in case someone got a little feisty oh, or oh something yeah. Yeah. so you could uh, dump the delay but that, that was a, <laughs> that was a fun to do. Yeah, it was it was a, a classic show and
0: there was another uh, Seacoast station that did a similar thing on Sundays for years and years, it's gone now. I think we should bring it back. I think the swap shop uh, should be uh, brought back. I know, uh, in the, the waning days of the swap shop on KXL, long after uh, Gardner Hill uh, departed the station, uh, Mike Murphy did it. Mike, okay. Mike Murphy, I think, was the last host of the WKXL swap shop. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, guys like you know, Bob Lippman uh, worked here uh, over the years. And there were there's some great great people I know. Uh, we always talk about Jackie Jack, Judd. I was going to yeah. say Jackie Judd. Yeah, she she started CBS, here. Yeah, yep.
1: uh, Barry Bagnetto, who went to right. CBS Radio. Yeah, um, and Scott Horsley, who was here. He's now working for National Public Radio. So a lot of you know people have moved on to um, you know major markets and networks. That, that
0: they have, and uh, and and those that didn't could have. I mean, I, I look at a guy like uh, Jim Janot. What a, what a career! Uh, Jim had what a nice guy uh, he still is, and uh, you know did it could have gone you know uh, regional national you name it but uh, decided to stay here in Concord right. Yeah, and uh, there are many in that boat as well. Some some did go on to national success. Others just uh, did it at the at the local level, but uh, over the years uh, WKXL has uh, consistently been uh, as local as uh, any radio station uh, in the state and our pledge is to uh, continue uh, to be that way. I mean, that's when I first started in New Hampshire radio back in 1977. The station I worked for, for the south from the, uh, to the south of here, in Manchester, uh, had seven full-time newspeople. Right. You know, you, you don't see many radio stations in the or stations in the state now with any well, full-time newspeople.
1: The problem is it's owned again by big corporations. Yep. Stockholders. Bottom line is the dollar. You know, yep. make yep. the money. Don't spend the
0: money. Yeah, and uh, and, and it's, uh, it's it's not the way radio should be. We want to keep radio the way it should be here at WKXL, uh, NHTalkRadio.com. We have uh, great signals on the FM dial now, which which it didn't have uh, years ago. It was uh, always 1450 on the AM, and uh, KXL served uh, a great audience in the greater Concord area. But now our reach has expanded with the 1039 uh, signal and the 1019 covering Manchester and beyond. Don't you like that, Dan, this music? Very smooth. Wow, very smooth jazz. Hey, Andrew, we've got to keep this. We've got to keep this, Andrew. Do you have any say in the matter? I know I don't. But if you do, please put in a, a good word for this great music that Kat came up with this morning. Dan Colgan, you're terrific. I know you've been a radio veteran. Are you, are you still dabbling a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we need talent like you out there. Well, I don't know if talent yeah. is a word, but, well, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, it's a, we'll like it you, talent. it's in my blood. It, that, that's true. It is true. Dan, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Ken, thank you for having me. Great to see you again. My pleasure. And folks, remember, always look on the bright side of life, and happy Valentine's Day, one and all.